Is it a beast? Or is it a man? <laughs> You're in luck, because tonight you will see him feed. Come on in and find out. Is he man or beast? Alright, let's get it going. Hey everybody, welcome into another edition of The Analysis. We're Matt and Bob, we're here to pod, we're going to be talking about Nightmare Alley. And like I said, you're listening to The Analysis. Bob, good to chat with you again, man. You are uh, just got back from uh, from Ireland. How was it? 10.30 on a Thursday. <laughs> How'd I do? How's my accent? Yeah, not, not too bad. I started to slip into it a little bit, and I, I won't bore the listeners too much here with with a bad irish accent but it was kind of fun tooling around europe a little scared that i I might not make it back in because the variant was exploding (laughs) as i was over there so was very relieved to have a negative test to be able to get back on the plane but overall a very enjoyable trip to europe my first ever trip to europe yeah no that's exciting man i've always wanted to go to uh, ireland around christmas time it's uh it's kind of like has like a magic glow to it um Mm. But yeah, so what was it? I mean, you guys got all over, right? You went went to the west. Yeah, we're Dublin, and then we went west to Galway, and then we went to Kilkenny. We went to the cliffs. I mean, we were all over that damn island. Yeah, well, cool. Wait, so you're back, and you uh, movie seasons in full swing. I'm telling you, man, it was. It seemed like everything came out, including the variant, while I was over there because I came back and I had this list of shit that I felt like I had to see. I was like fuck man like spider-man has come out west side story nightmare alley you're looking down the pipe of don't look up is coming out on christmas we've got licorice pizza coming out on christmas i was like man i gotta catch up on some of this stuff so that's really what i've been doing with some of my time off before the holiday here yeah no no nice so i mean this was um i feel like people are kind of overwhelmed or, or really picking their shots here i mean the Nightmare Alley, I think it's sitting at like 80%, 80% Rotten Tomatoes, not, you know, uh, solid, but uh, completely bombed. I mean, you know, you, you go up against... Spider-Man. Of, no yeah. one's going to see anything besides Spider-Man. Maybe Sing 2 for the kids. Yeah. It, what a rough weekend to open. Yeah, most of the adult consciousness, or just the world's consciousness when it comes to movie content, has been on Spider-Man. Yeah, in terms of like exclusively in theaters, you better have like a banger on your hands to get people to 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 get out of their seats. Um, yeah, like who's going to see the Kurt Warner movie? God, God, that looks <laughs> terrible. Know? That looks so How stupid. How does that come out against Spider Man? <laughs> uh, well, no, that you'll be movie... banging down the doors for the uh, the Ugh. that new uh, uh, J.K. Simmons uh, NFL flick, right? Yeah, but I mean, could you imagine being the ticket guy and it's just one for Spider-Man, two for Spider-Man, uh, Kurt Warner movie, please. What, really? Uh, what? I, I, I don't even know where that's showing. <laughs> They're showing that in the parking garage. But... <laughs> the, the janitor's closet. He's got an iPad in there. Yeah, you just sit down in a folding chair. <laughs> Can't wait, man. The Kurt Warner story. Kurt Warner story. Uh, but yeah. Nightmare Alley, I, I wanted to highlight. I mean, uh, I thought I thought it was badass. I I thought it was cool, old school, a good time at the cinema. I mean, Guillermo del Toro is a student of 
his craft, obviously, much like Scorsese and these other auteurs, Tarantino. Like, they've done the research, and we get to watch the, the cliff notes on, you know, cinema history. And uh, Nightmare Alley is a uh, adaptation of a 1946 book, which was made into a 1947 noir film. So, you know, it's like classic, you know, set in the 40s, uh, noir horror thriller, uh, less on the horror, but, uh, it was just, it was just kind of a cool different, you know, it's, it's, you're in a different world and it's, uh, Del Toro is great at that stuff. Kind of like the spooky, you know, shape of water. Uh, I love my monsters. Yeah. He's a, he's a monsters guy for sure. Um, uh, what did you think, man? Kind of the same as you that I'm happy it exists in the fact of it's just, Superhero, 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 reboot, Ghostbusters, everything's rehashing. Although this technically, I guess, is a reboot of something that was made in the 40s that no one really had a reference level to. Right. It's just cool. It's it's an adult drama about con artists at the carnival with an incredible cast that's just this just R-rated drama. And we, we need more of that. And I'm hoping, and, and you've already said that the numbers are coming in poorly... I I really hope movies like this find some way to be financially worth making because it, we run the risk of losing them because it's cool. These movies are cool. They're 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 just they're they're nice. They 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 keep they keep it fresh. You know, it's something different. Yeah. So a sixteen million dollar budget. Uh, it's gross three point five uh, yeah, worldwide. That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> I mean, I know why you love this movie particularly is because the part you were born to play, geek number one. Geek number one, yeah. Just, <laughs> I mean, or or number two, just a ravenous, uh, depraved, depraved, <laughs> ripping the heads off chickens for money, or not even money. It's just like a sip of just the sip uh, of vodka, LSD induced uh, whiskey. Yeah. No, but for real, I I, I feel bad because Brad Cooper continues to be conned in american hustle and in, in this he, he can't avoid the con but i <laughs> i think yeah i uh i i really was interested in it it's a little longer it's about two plus hours but mm-hmm. i was i was pretty invested the whole way through in the narrative and i i think this movie if it didn't have this cast this banger cast where you've got not just brad cooper rooney mara Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, who I always love. I yeah. always talk about Tony Collette in here. Willem Dafoe is having a year. It's always interesting. <laughs> these these actors come along. It, the McConaughey was the the best example of this. But sometimes these guys will come on and, and just have incredible years. And I thought he was so good in Spider Man, and here he is, basically as the lighthouse character again. But as this carnival barker but he's perfect the nighthouse care yeah this is like his uh his his second gig <laughs> when he when he when he's home from the lighthouse he's a carnival barker yeah as if like yeah <laughs> you could see him while he's farting laying in that hammock <laughs> in the lighthouse being like well my normal job i'm running geeks and <laughs> <laughs> yeah why'd you spill your beans why'd you spill your beans you geek the geek yeah um no, it was just it's it's this old old school Hollywood and um, Richard Jenkins. I forgot about him, but yeah, old school Hollywood. Richard Jenkins comes in and knocks it out of the park there. Um, you, you know, you got uh, I mean Tim Blake Nelson shows up right yeah, at the, the end. Mm-hmm. I mean the the cast is just stacked. Um, 
and it, it's it's cool. Like, it kind of made me want to go back and watch the the original because I guess the original movie is like really well regarded and in, in esteem. Yeah, I'd never heard of it. Yeah, neither did I. Uh, and also the the book sounds interesting. It kind of remind me of like a. Like what Water for Elephants kind of took off from it had its moment, like that really popular book uh, about like the carnival and and kind of people just latching on, like being down on their luck and just like joining the carnival and traveling around with the carnival and then you know and then you know uh, the the greatest show on earth or, or you yeah. know that was a big or even American Horror Story had a whole carnival season. It was called Freak Show. Yeah. So and and the carnival is ripe for spookiness. It this is. movie definitely has a level of, of spookiness, but it really is more con. It it gets into, especially when you look at that mentalist The mentalism, angle. yeah. That was, that. I, I thought that that was interesting, and, and I think that Brad Cooper's arc is is pretty cool. Yeah. Because it starts, he, where you, you look at the drinking, and he shudders at the thought of whiskey, and then where, where he ends up going, and... It it just seems like it. I always love a movie, and maybe this is just me and and being a cynical asshole. But I love descents into madness. And uh-huh. early on, when he's looking for that geek and he's trying to help the carnival find the geek, and he's going through that sinner's maze, and you're like, this is this is just ripe with metaphor. Like I'm just oh, clocking yeah. all of this stuff. The mirror says sinner on it. The devil's face. There, even just like the, the conversation where Defoe sits him down and explains to him how he gets a geek to geek, you're like, uh-huh. okay, this all has to be relevant somewhere, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, not necessarily smoking guns, but some f- some ripe foreshadowing. Uh, yeah, breadcrumbs, yeah, yeah, just delicious. Uh, yeah. And then it wraps up at the end. You know that? So the final scene was their first take. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I was just reading about that because. Um, Del Toro was like, this is, that scene was, is going to be my Everest. Like, it's got to be, it's got to tie up the whole movie. And, you know, there's so much that Bradley's got to do there. And he has that maniacal laugh while he's crying. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, 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 do you get why he was, because, because the irony is so prevalent that he just can't help but laugh at it? Well, yeah, I think the line is, I was born for this job. Yeah. And I think that's him in a self-deprecating self-loathing kind of like this is all that i really because and 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 obviously there's metaphors of capitalism and it's almost that world is not enough type of approach where just no matter how much he he just keeps trying to do more and more and more and and despite everyone telling him despite the love of his life walking out you know it's he just he just could never get enough and I, i i there's obviously like a big void that was left with his mother his relationship with his father and they they examine that in a lot of different ways through his reaction with other characters as well as his internal discussion with himself what also struck me is the uh the brutality of uh some of the violence fuck yeah the the face smashing or the the annihilate the showing the body after it's been run over by a car yeah no you don't normally you don't normally hang there and then, like, you're like, wow, they really went in and, like, looked at bodies that had been hit in the face with a car because, like, the skin had been peeled off the nose, the nose bone was showing. 
it was the right arm for me. The way that the right arm was broken and contorted. I was like, ooh, that oh, is incredibly specific. So specific, yeah. Or even just the ear, the the bullet shot to the ear and the yeah. way that the, the skin on the ear was hanging. It was very Tarantino. Yeah, right? And he's kind of like like gingerly... That would sting so much. Yeah. Um, and he ends up at, surrounded by a bunch of chicken coops. Again, foreshadowing the relationship yeah, with the chicken basically his to... life is over right yeah exactly you're very get used to uh, eating those chickens yeah <laughs> um no I, I just thought it was cool it had a cool look i mean it might have been a bit too bloomy you know what i mean it kind of had like this almost like a netflix or a, uh instagram filter on it where it was like very smoky mysterious but it had this like cartoon bloom to it yeah uh, but what was I think that might be kind of just his style at this point. I, I mean, I think it definitely worked. Yeah, he, he normally leans into that that noir type of aesthetic. I think the production design was really cool with this movie. I think a lot of the set work was was very elaborate and impressive. Even you're thinking about just not just the carnival stuff, which is ripe for all of those visuals, but when they're dragging the the drunk geek to the hospital, and you've got that illuminated cross that that's supposed to say jesus yeah. saves but it, it just ends up with the letters saying save us and those different little moments it's like oh save this us. is really uh-huh. interesting i i love the hotel i loved the gothic garden that was almost like tim burton style yeah there was definitely some tim burton elements here i mean it's also just you know classic noir tropes it's just using light uh in, yeah. in different ways we call it tim burton but he's borrowing from all of these other movies which are being referenced in the production design here yeah, exactly. Do you know that uh, Leo was originally uh, up for the role? Really? Uh, he could have. He could have uh, done well. Stan. Yeah. Again, yeah, well, Descent it's... into Madness. He's done it before. It, it would have been yeah, very it's... Shutter Islandy. Very Shutter Island. Yeah, I think that's probably why he maybe he he kind of dipped out, and then Bradley comes in. So on, on the back of Shape of Water, twenty seventeen, best best picture. I I think it won best director. It, or yes, it did. Because I remember him yeah. talking about the monsters. I love my monsters. I'm just doing yeah. a Dracula impression, but that's what um, it sounds like to me. You you given this any? Uh, I mean, ten nominees for best picture. Is this going to sneak in there? <sighs> I don't know. It's got a lot of star power, which will help it. Yeah. I think it's also a tip of the cap to classic Hollywood, which the academy loves to recognize i think you'll definitely see production design and costuming i think those two will definitely be nominations i don't know for best picture i because i don't think it's i think it's mid-tier yeah del toro yeah it is um i'm not even yeah i i'm not even sure i prefer shape of water though but uh with 10 films i could sneak i could see it sneaking in because it's and there's no animated that's really making noise this year. So, it could. I mean, or maybe the Kurt Warner movie. I definitely think it's worth checking out. I, I think it, it is, it's helped by the theater experience, but I think it could also be a cool at-home uh, stream. Give it a stream? Yeah, maybe give it a stream down the road in, in 90 days or whatever it is. But yeah, this thing is... Uh... I don't know. Maybe maybe the the holiday rush. I just feel like everyone's going to Spider Man, and then you got Licorice Pizza coming out. You got uh, Don't Look Up, Leo and Adam McKay's thing coming to Netflix. But the the and then also, um, oh my God, uh, West Side Story. Like these are the movies families are going to be Christmas Day tradition 
West Side Story is kind of a classic, and you got Spider Man. So I I don't see where Nightmare Alley. No one's going to see this. All the all of the art house movie nerds. By the time that Licorice Pizza hits on Christmas, they will. This will be buried on their to do list. Yeah, like I I think everyone's waiting for this to come to stream, and I think they'll check it out when it's nineteen bucks or something. Oh, Brad Cooper, Guillermo del Toro. Like, oh, okay, I'll check this out. But I don't think anyone is going to see it. So they're probably all going to listen to this episode four weeks from now yeah yeah they'll, they'll have a bookmark and they'll, they'll scroll yeah. back through um yeah. they gotta watch it oh then i gotta go listen to those assholes on the analysis yeah i think i think it's a tough window um i guess maybe they're just like let's just get it out there i mean it was like shut down during the pandemic you know it was filmed uh they they, they started production in february 2020 and you know a month in and then they're done so it's definitely mm-hmm. yeah it sucks i mean they, this is another one that's just been sat on the shelf forever but uh when when are they supposed to put it out? You know, it's just yeah. I think for, you might as well at this point for a movie like this, you gotta wait until you have a more captive audience. I mean, because people are barely going to the movies, and if they are, it's to see a blockbuster like Spider Man. So Spider Man was the first movie that's on pace to do a billion uh, of the. This movie should have been released in October. This is a perfect spooky. rainy night, yeah. spooky type of a movie there wasn't a lot happening in the theaters for no time to die kind of brought films back i want to say that was like the first big you got to see it in theaters this could have come in the back of that yeah and then and then unless they wanted to release it closer to awards time but i i don't know if this is going to have any sort of award swell so we'll see this is like a Golden Globes award-winning film, not like an Oscar <laughs> film. But who, who knows? Like you said, uh, they the uh, the Academy does like to reward itself, and and in nostalgia yeah. is strong with the voters. Yeah. But yeah, cool. I think that's enough time spent on uh, yeah. <laughs> Nightmare Alley. I, I thought it was really solid, and uh, I'm happy uh, it was made, man. We need we need yeah. movies like this. We we need stuff that's just good entertainment. It's not necessarily swinging for the awards fences, but mm-hmm. also not a superhero movie. And that's yeah, that's exactly. that's all the boxes that this checks. Sixty mil to get all those stars attached. I think because these people want to do movies like this. Yeah, they'll cash in with an MCU, but then you know, movies with with acclaimed directors is what people get up for uh, as as far as actors. So hopefully we'll see more of it. But I mean, they they've got to at least come close to making their money back, or or like any more of these. And it's like then we're dead. And then yeah, they'll just they won't dumb. produce it. They'll be like, dude, if Guillermo del Toro can't get some weird film noir thing made it's just not going to make any money no matter what's happening guys if we can't make money with this cast with that director then these movies aren't ever going to be financially successful again we're just going to have to make them for tv yeah man and as this thing shakes out i'm i'm kind of feeling pretty good about uh will smith uh taking home some silverware here i mean after seeing a power of the dog have you seen that movie no i have not yet on netflix yeah i gotta check that out i mean because that was the big, uh, the big front runner. Uh, uh, well, um, competitor uh, is Cumberbatch up against Will Smith so far. Another guy having a year because he's in Spider Man yeah. too. Uh, but that's yeah. Wait, who is Cumberbatch? Is in the new Spider Man? Oh yeah, Doctor Strange. I was like, Will Smith is that? Is that some? Is that some? <laughs> is that some spoiler? spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's uh, oh, who's Green his, Goblin's who's his... best friend. No, who no, who is Will Smith's superhero character? Oh, it, dead, uh, dead eye, dead shot, dead. So no, not him. Remember uh, when he was like banking oh, Hancock. twenty million dollar? Pro- yeah, Hancock. <laughs> Hancock shows up in Spider Man. Everyone's in it, man. <laughs> Spice girls show up and have sex with everybody. Um, 
All right, cool. Well, uh, we'll cut it there, yeah. man. Appreciate yeah, you guys listening. Go see this movie. Let it. Yeah, let's come get, on. Let's get some, it's let's fun. Get some butts in it's the rainy... seat so we can have some more film noir in our future, guys. Ra- rainy night film noir. Yeah. It's a good spooky hang. Go play Old the popcorn trick on your girlfriend in the theater. There won't be anyone there. <laughs> That's one of the appeals. There won't be anyone in the theater. You could have sex in there. <laughs> yeah. Slip and sliding. Everybody's dancing. Every time Cooper has sex, have sex with your girlfriend. Or boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Just some pop, put some milk duds into a hot bag of popcorn. Cut a hole in the bottom. You're having a good time. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. All right, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll see you down the road. See you down the road. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Jump